Welcome back to Behind the Screens. I'm your co-host, Brayden. Today joining me here is Sarah, but Colby sadly could not be here today. That makes me sad. But we got a friendly face here. Her name's Lindsay. She works with us as well. And today we're going to talk about Euphoria. Yeah, I'm here. Here's Lindsay. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we're talking about Euphoria today. HBO um, has quite a few stars in it. And it is... It is a tough cookie, in my opinion, because it is, it goes so much depth to it, and, um, one of my favorite things is definitely all the cinematography shots, but it's also a very deep and moving story, not just with your main characters, but with your side characters as well, so, um, it's definitely a hard story to watch. All right. Um, starting off, let's, let's hear our thoughts. Lindsay? There's definitely a lot to unpack in each episode. Um, it's always just caked full of, like, as much drama as you can physically imagine. Yeah. And, like, especially that last episode, or no, the second to last episode. Was it the second to last? The finale? Yeah. Both of them. Both of them. There's two-parter. Yeah, um, Lexi's play, that was insane. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Um, that was, uh, quite the finale to the season two. Um, I don't know. Do you guys want to start with season one and talk about stuff? Sure. We've been watching this show since it, like, released, so it's gonna be a little trip down memory lane. Um. I don't remember much. Yeah. I remember feeling very uncomfortable in the first few episodes, you know, Um, because, like, throughout my personal history, there's been, you know, reflections of that in my life where it may not have been me personally, but the people around me. So this show has given me a lot of necessary insight. Also, it's kind of hard to watch, especially Mm -hmm. seeing these characters go through stuff that you know, in high school, we didn't have to go through, um, or at least some of us, or, you know, everyone has a different story, but, yeah, yeah I think this show is really good at taking that depth, though, and although it may seem hard to watch at first, it, it evolves into, you know, what the show represents, and that is, you know, the community that they have, and, I don't know that they they have each other. You don't remember much? No, I, I I do remember a lot, but I feel like my main focus from season one, like what I really remember was like the carnival scenes, mm-hmm. especially a lot of what Jules went through with Nate's dad and all of that went down. And then um, that final episode of season one where Rue had to make the decision of whether or not she goes with Jules mm-hmm. And then, like, I-, I thought how season one ended and where season two picked up with Jules and Rue, like, I felt like we were missing something. And, like, while the special episodes, like, tried to address it, I felt like it didn't go into as much depth as it c- 
could have, in my opinion, but... (laughs) And, like, Rue's special episode, though, it really gave us, like, an insight of what she's going through, but, like, the whole episode was kind of boring to me, because it was just her and Allie talking the whole time, but, like, to me, it was just, like, I don't like this. I like the action. I like the drama. I like, you know, other things. I don't like to have one scene... You know, and I, I don't really think I watched Jules that much. All I remember is that they were, like, in an apartment together. Or is that just, like, a daydream or something? Because I didn't watch all of it. Yeah, I mean, I didn't watch those special episodes, so I'm missing a little bit of context. Yeah. But um, I know, especially from Rue and Jules' standpoint, in any show... There's always the retrospect of characters you root for and characters you don't. And this has been a show where that is off the charts for both, you know, wanting to root for somebody and not wanting to root for somebody. Yeah, especially in, like, season two. Like, you're like, oh, Rue, she's trying to get better. Or season one, whatever. (laughs) You know, she's like, oh, she's trying to get better. And then season two, she gets that whole case. And then you're like, oh... She's not trying to get better. And then, like, you know, you're like, she's supposed to be the main character. Are we supposed to root for her? Or are we supposed to hate her? I don't know. Yes. Like, with Rue, definitely season two took quite the spin of her just full relapsing, like, 24-7, like, totally cool with it. And just going down the rabbit hole again. And, like, that was just the excuses like she would make and like the things she would do to get those drugs again like was just she was creative like the thing she said to Allie where she was like he was like oh what's in the suitcase and she was like so rude to him yeah that honestly broke my heart quite a bit because like yeah. I really love the relationship um I thought Allie was like just a really good mentor for her and like the best person like to be there for her and she ruined it yeah but I really liked the scene too where Ali was talking with Rue's sister um because I feel like not a lot of people focused on what is Rue's sister going through I mean like yeah it's hard for her and everyone recognizes that but like they don't see like really 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 how traumatizing it is for her sister and like Ali like was able to understand that and like able to guide not only Rue but like the whole family yeah he's really sweet in that aspect yeah I mean Rue's a tricky one because you know in this show you have the main character but there's no protagonist and I, I feel like they're all kind of the main character yeah but in a way like they're all antagonists getting in each other's way because that's yeah. an antagonist is always isn't always a villain it can be somebody getting in someone's way or even in their own way and I think with Rue, you see parts of her where it's like she wants to get better, but then that confidence is just diminished. And I think she's actually very similar to Nate because after after Nate got the shit beat out of him, um, he had that realization of, you know, being a better person. Yes. True, but like... In season one, he was really bad. Like, do you remember season one where uh, Maddie was with that boy and he totally, like, ruined his life just because they had 
whatever in the swimming pool or like she was like kissing him and Nate was there and like being all jealous that was rough because I feel bad for that kid what was his name I don't even remember. He's an innocent bystander. <laughs> yeah, and, like, he totally ruined his life. He's like, if you don't do this, you're going to jail for this, and, like, blackmailing him and all this stuff. And, like, same with Jules, but, like, he could have ruined her life, but he didn't. In season two, he gave back that disc. Well, and, like, the thing about Nate Jacobs and his dad, too, is, like, season one... <laughs> portrayed like very like villainous aspects of them so like it was like okay these two are going to be like our main villains forever but then like season two you see Cal's backstory and how he was kind of like trapped into this family that he didn't necessarily want and like did he handle it the right way no not at all (laughs) (laughs) definitely not (laughs) he only traumatized his family more but then like (laughs) Nate Jacob too like he he does start redeeming himself after he's like finished with his dad like he turns his dad into the police and um he gives jewels that disc back and like that just takes a lot of strength from his aspect and like that's definitely redeeming quality and i think from here on we're gonna see more of like nate's good side rather than just him having daddy issues and going crazy (laughs) and like that whole like Nate or Cal Jacob scene in the corduroy hallway <laughs> stairway whatever it's called where he's like the mom's like Cal put your penis away <laughs> that was funny and he's like I am who I am <laughs> but like definitely uh Nate has some good character development in season two. Oh, besides the part where he played Russian roulette with Maddie <laughs> yeah I mean that's kind of the thing with these characters too is they're so far gone that they're kind of desperate to either better their lives in a selfish way or try to amount to good to help the people around them and I think that's what really makes Rue and Nate the two like leads like even over um, Jules and even like Cassie and other people I think Rue and Nate are standouts in both seasons because they make mistakes, they hurt people, and I think they're the only characters that have really looked in the mirror, seen what they've done, and not expected forgiveness, but expected, you know, resolution. Like, they want to at least try. You know, like, Nate wasn't expecting Jules to forgive him when he handed back that disc. Mm Kind of like how you know, Rue didn't talk to Jules either at the show. She had to come over and talk to her. You know, I think these characters have have really fucked up um, because, like, the things that they have done are terrible. But, you know, I think that's where the beauty in the show lies is that resolution you've been waiting so long for as a reviewer that... You know, you finally get to the part where Rue is, like, realizing that, you know, a lot of her stuff is built from her trauma. You know, from losing her dad, from getting involved in drugs in the first place, from certain people who should have been more involved not being involved, like Jules or her mom. And now she sees that it's all in her hands. You know, and I think Nate sees that, too. So I think... The more they try to work with that, 
that's what we've been waiting for. The more we see them slip up, the more we wish for that to happen. I feel like all the characters kind of have trauma, except Lexi. No, Lexi has trauma, but, like, she doesn't show as much. And, like, Cassie, her and Cassie. Cassie should be a whole nother episode. (laughs) Oh, my God. That, she, she... She's crazy. Yeah, she's she's gone off the deep end for sure. Especially that finale of season two where she's breathing against the glass <laughs> like a caged animal. That just. was so creepy. That was like probably the scariest part of the whole series. And like even all the other characters recognize it. They're like, oh my god, what is about to go down? <laughs> the thing with Cassie though is like she's the most recent slip up and probably like has done the most in season two to really yeah to really look out of it um well and then like i feel with cassie all of her actions are like split of the moment like i'm gonna do this right now like i'm not gonna think about it when like maddie's so like meticulously planned almost Mm -hmm. um she she really thinks about like her every move before she does it like and you see that in the first season when she's like purposely at the carnival like taunting nate and his family and like when she pulls that disc and doesn't do anything right away but like she's thinking on it and like while that kind of led her to her downfall in the second season um like I definitely do think she's kind of like I don't know how to put it like snakier than Cassie Cassie just is kind of like I'm angry right now so I'm gonna do it right now (laughs) yeah and I think that she really shows in the Lexi's play where she just like goes up to the stage and everyone thinks, is they're like, is this part of the play? Like, no, it's just Cassie being mad because of that Nate scene, which is hilarious, by the way. <laughs> if you don't watch Euphoria, please watch this one scene because it's, it's amazing. <laughs> it's Lexi's play. And what song is playing? Oh, it's, it's I Rainy Need a Man. Hero. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I Need yeah. a Hero. And um, it's... It's, uh, I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> it's one of the, the act, the characters in Euphoria, his name is Ethan. He literally plays every character you could think of in the play, in Lexi's play. <laughs> and he plays, he's supposed to be playing as Nate Jacobs, but he has a different name. I forgot what his name is, Jake or something. Yeah. And they're, he's in the locker room with a bunch of boys and they're all like, shirtless and like the the scene is really good just yeah they're basically like taunting him because of his like very like straightforward like male like masculinity and kind of like being like well we don't think you're that masculine after all like kind of it was like what the vibes I got from that and like just taunting him like because he has a lot of trauma with his dad being gay unfortunately because of the way his dad like expressed things and how he found out about it um at such a young age like and so they were like portraying him out like almost like he was his dad and so I think that's like really 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 what got him to but do you think it's because of that or because everyone knows that Nate had dick pics on his phone to be someone else for Jules yeah I mean it's kind of hard to say I mean we found out that Lexi was definitely like a fly on the wall the entire time and like watched literally everything that was going on I mean she even had Cassie riding the carousel in her play like oh my god (laughs) she saw it all 
Yeah. Um, that play, I thought it was really, it was really fucked up at first, and I felt like anyone who's in that should feel pretty offended, you know, um, because everyone, although you change the names and although like you mix up scenarios a little bit, people still know like it's it's them and you know um we all make mistakes but like when your mistakes are resented like that especially to your community to your school it can't be an easy feeling and you know like with Nate's trauma too I think seeing that really set him on edge and actually kind of showed him like a lot of like what he's been which is weird the differences between season one and two like I remember they were like all football players and now it's like there's like no football in yeah. season two <laughs> so um and then Lexi I I wanted to root for her character and you know relate to her you know because she seemed really cool now it's like okay some of the parts of that play were really beautiful mm-hmm. but some were just a lot to handle for a lot of characters yeah. Doesn't really justify what Cassie did, but I would feel humiliated if I was Cassie. Especially um, Rue's dad in her funeral, or his funeral. Like, that's so personal. I feel like she shouldn't have added that in the play, but it kind of is the beginning of Rue's story, so it kind of makes sense. But at the same time, if you were Lexi, if I was Lexi, I wouldn't put a funeral message in my play to show everyone like that's so personal i feel that it like rue actually didn't mind it though i thought that rue liked it and i mean she might have been uncomfortable in the beginning but um it helped her kind of to reflect on like what her life looks like from someone else's eyes because like she knows what her life looks like and she's been very self-absorbed but she doesn't really pay attention to the other people who've been around her and, like, that was kind of, like, the start of her spiral. And so I can see why it was included. Um, going off of, like, Cassie in the play, though, when Fez talks to Lexi and was like, sometimes people need their feelings hurt, I feel like that was definitely directed at Cassie. Yeah. Um, and that Lexi was just calling her out right then and there and being like, look, this is how terrible, like, you've been to the world, like, since forever. <laughs> like. Yeah. This is how self-absorbed you are and, like, this is all how crazy you are and, like, how you just act out of those, like, split-second decisions. Um, Like, I feel like it really shows. And I feel like Kat and Maddie, I thought they were going to get a pretty bad rep in the play, but, like, I don't think they really did. You barely saw them. Yeah, um, I really liked Rue's reaction to the play because it wasn't what I was expecting. And then I, I... did a lot of thinking on it and I'm like oh my gosh you know to find the source of any trauma to really learn how to mend it and deal with it you have to go find those roots you know you have to go back to the beginning you know it's like you've come full circle but you have to run another lap just to be someone on the outside looking in to your own self and seeing yeah. where things went wrong you know, because when you relive those moments in your head, you see from your perspective. But as you get other perspectives in it, you start to realize that you affect other people. And I think that's a big motivator for people 
when trying to do better is realizing that, you know, sometimes, most of the time, when you feel those eerie feelings, you know, you want to take it out, you know, solely on yourself. Um, but it's when you hurt other people that it really starts to feel guilt, you know. Going off of the play, though, like, I think the person who enjoyed Lexi's play the most um, was definitely her mom. (laughs) Her mom was having, like, the time of her life watching that play. Like, she didn't take any of it personally. Because, like, I thought she would be offended, too. Because, I mean, there's her daughter making fun of her other daughter and of her, like, having just her drunk self like portrayed on that stage but she was she was digging it she was limiting it up (laughs) especially the scene with ethan like she just loved it i think that shows like how much she loves drama and i mean like she lets them all come over and like drink at their house and like let cassie get to the point where she was throwing up all over the place and like while she might have not been sober enough to also be like paying full attention taking care of her kids like I think she's like living through them and like living for it mm-hmm. I can see that um so yeah so Ethan plays their mom in the play but let's talk about Ethan because he deserved so much better way then okay so in the first season do you want to explain it <laughs> all right um What's the girl's name? Cat. Cat. Let's talk about Cat and how she was a sweet person who had, you know, some normal discomforts with herself. I feel like everyone kind of goes through that phase in their life where they kind of judge, you know, based on outlook in the mirror, you know, you know, am I wearing the light clothes? Is my hair the right color, the right size, whatever. Um you know, it's all questions that we grow up asking ourselves, you know, through self-discovery, but also through, like, knowing that other people's eyes are on us. And, you know, I was glad that her and Ethan got together because they, you know, I felt like Ethan made her feel confident. But in season two, it just wasn't enough. And to you know break up with him the way she did it was awful it wasn't just pathetic it was it was heartless i mean and just i would feel humiliated if i was her you know okay so the way they broke up so they were dating it was really cute you know they were really cute together and then sometime in season two she's talking to maddie and she's like i don't like him anymore right yeah, she was, like, I don't know, there's just, like, no, nothing special, I guess. Like, mm-hmm. I think she wants someone who hurts her like Nate did to Maddie, I think. Because I feel like a lot of the time she definitely is jealous of her friends' lives. And so I think she wants someone bad for her instead of good for her. Um, and, like, that's just the way it is sometimes. And, like, I, I can see that in real life, too. Like, some people, they don't want the best. They want to feel emotion like Mm -hmm. they they don't want to be just happy all the time they want to live on that roller coaster and Ethan wasn't providing that for her and so she went out of her way to really be 
heartless in it especially that breakup in the diner was just it was cringy I it was it was definitely just it showed how terrible she could be um but like she's still like not as terrible as like Nate and Maddie in the slightest she's like way down here they're like up top on the list you know and then so real quick um I'm just going to mention how they broke up. So, as Lindsay said, in the diner. But, like, they were sitting and, you know, she was, like, on her phone most of the time. And, I don't know, I've, I got to give props to Ethan for the way that, um, for the way that conversation went. Mm-hmm. You know, because he remained composed. And you can just tell, like, she was just fabricating this, this lie you know, I got a brain problem, you know, probably couldn't do that again. That's how much she was just, like, unprepared, but, like, such bullshitting. She could have just, you know, flat out said, I don't feel the same, we need to break up, but instead she had to go the, I'm sick, feel pity for me, I'm dying, We we can't be together anymore. Like, she had to come up with some excuse to instead of saying you know let's break up yeah i feel that and um i liked how ethan took the approach i'm like what is this like i i i deserve better like mm-hmm. ethan's a king for sure um he is and i don't know it was just i felt like she didn't want to break him down but at the same time it's like she did not think that through and she really seemed like such a jerk and didn't even seem she seemed so unapologetic and yeah that was that was hard to watch but also very cringy I'd say to the least um I felt like if that ever happened to me I would just start laughing but also be like you suck but like can we film that (laughs) you know like um you know can we podcast it (laughs) That would be a funny, that would be a funny, um, a breakup to happen in real life. But then, even after the breakup, like, she's, she was barely in it anymore. Like, I feel like she was kind of like a main character. Like, she got her own episode in season one. And then in this season, she's just kind of like a side character. You know, like, I feel like this season, it was more about Rue, Cassie, Lexi, Fez, Nate. You know, we got all those main characters. But then, like, Kat and Ethan were just like... They probably got, like, one scene. All right. We have to talk about the big thing that happened in the season two finale. Suitcase. Oh. Not the suitcase. The okay. suitcase doesn't no, matter. Ashtray. But the suitcase. Ashtray. No, I know, I know. But the suitcase. It just, like, like, we just forgot about it. No. They will be back. No, but, like. She snuck out. But, like, I, yeah, I get <laughs> She snuck out, but, like, Rue, she got the suitcase. And then she's just, like, she was supposed to give the money back to the drug lord lady. And, like, the drug lord lady, I feel like, just forgot about it. I feel like there's something more sinister happening there. And that... Well, like, that she's thinking. Like, I think it's definitely going to pick up back there in season three. 
and definitely like play off of that and i feel like it's going to be a big plot point for the next season is going to be mm-hmm. lori because like she was just creepy yeah. like yo. her personality was just so dry well and i feel like if fez goes away like goes to jail for everything that happened she's going to become like the new drug boss in town you know and she ain't playing the same rules fez is playing mm-hmm. so i feel like she's really gonna mess a lot of things up with these teenagers <laughs> well ever since because that all happened well when she got locked in there when she ran away and she decided she had, she decided to go there of all places um you know which why would you do that but since that moment um you know she's been surrounded by people they couldn't grab her if they tried really? unless they wanted to be seen yeah yeah <clears throat> but i think that's a next season problem. We got a big problem with our boys. Oh, boy. So, it was really cute that Lexi and Fez were hanging out and being together. And I totally shipped them. They were so cute together. So opposite. It was cute. And Fez got invited to her play. And Lexi was waiting the whole time. The whole second episode, second finale... Second to last episode. She was, like, waiting for him to come. And then in the finale, we get the actual... The actual scene, the actual story of what happened and why he's missing. So, yeah. um, It's kind of crazy how that all unfolded. Because, you know, Lexi was missing him, and I was like, what the heck's going on? And I had a bad feeling about Ashtray. Because Ashtray... Well, needs to be contained. I thought Fez was going to die. This whole time. And the speculations, it was like, oh, Fez is going to die. It's leading up to him dying. But something else happens. Yeah, well, I've, I felt so crazy about it, too. Because I'm like, I have a feeling. Because Ashtray has had some violent tendencies in the past. And that this show, it's done a lot more intense things than kill a kid. So They actually said... That it was actually supposed to be Fez that dies, but then the the day before shooting they changed it to Ashtray, and I was like, I think that's kind of better because, you know, Fez has a lot of fans, and we like him more. Not saying there's no <laughs> Ashtray fans. Like I liked Ashtray. I'm Ashtray's number nah. one fan right here. <laughs> no, nah, this is not political. But like, man. imagine I, Fez I feel- died. I've, yeah, I mean, that would be a good plot point, but I feel like Ashtray dying is a better plot point, you know, because it's like, what would this dude would have done without Fez? Yeah. That would have been interesting to see, but I think it's going to be a lot more interesting to see what what is going on in Fez's mind, you know, through all this. You know, he just lost, like, his brother, mm-hmm. you know. He let down Lexi, you know, poor little letter got stamped oh, yeah. on. And he's going to jail for a drug trade when there's a lot bigger one happening behind the scenes. And I think Fez kind of helped keep that quiet. So now that he is gone, I think it's going to get loud. And I think Rue is going to have to really take that into account and really like work with it so she doesn't relapse again. Well, 
I want to talk more about um, that final scene with Ashtray and Fez and, like, the shootout and everything. And, like, right before it all, like, led up to Mouse getting stabbed. I definitely appreciate what the writers did for Faye. Because, like, Faye, kind of the whole show was just... Annoying. There. Yeah, (laughs) definitely. (laughs) Kind of just... Yeah, like, we didn't really see a use for her until kind of that last episode. Where you, you see the good in her come out. Where she's like mouse is gonna do something and like while i love mouse i think i really think fez is a good person too and like so you see her try and like take those steps to protect fez but unfortunately like they just weren't fast enough to contain ashtray that little murder spree that he did like especially the shot where he lied down and played dead mm-hmm was just insane and like the shots of Fez in the crossfire just trying to get Ash out and trying to tell them he's just a kid he's just a kid like it was just all complete madness and like it was a very very overall like sad scene and yeah but like if he's saying like oh he's just a kid that kid killed like two people already three in the end like with that cop because like what he killed oh yeah he killed the first guy who came over. Mickey? Yeah. And then he killed Mouse. Mouse. And then he killed the cop. <laughs> so, like, he was at at least three that we know of. Wait, no. It was Mouse, the first guy. That's why, um... Am I, did I just mess up all these I names think. for this? Okay. Because it was Mouse. Bad. Mouse is the first drug guy. And then the other guy is, like, Faye's boyfriend. I forgot what his name is. Yeah, I thought... Crush. Uh, something and then and totally the cop him mouse this whole time i know it's my confusing. apologies but then he also was beating the shit out of uh nate jacob's dad in that one scene yeah yeah i totally forgot about that he just was going yeah. crazy yeah. whacking that man like and cal definitely did a lot of people dirty and just took it kind of. <laughs> but like I, you could tell that he was like in no position for anything and like I just thought it was interesting how like he definitely didn't realize he was lied to until like after he, he went through all this shit like he really really got beat up for no reason it's all because his son lied to him I'd say one of the main reasons why I saw this coming was because my favorite episode is the one where they kind of go back to Fez's childhood and you see kind of how Ashtray was risen up you know like Fez you know had you know a good head on his shoulders you know and like he was old enough to be able to mature enough around his surroundings you know where he was at the point where he could take on you know the legacy of that drug trade and he could also like you know (laughs) he could man up and like really take care of his family yeah you know i know (laughs) we know know. that i say you know but you know anyways (laughs) then you get to ashtray who was just born in this and you know it wasn't really fair to him or his character but it's kind of all he's ever known and he's been raised with eyes behind his 
behind his head, you know, that you know how that saying goes. Yeah. And um Yeah. I, I feel like the one thing that was really unanswered for me though is where Ashtray even came from. Like grandma just somehow ended up with this baby who was eating her cigarettes. Like and even Fez was like, I have no idea what where this child came from, but he just appeared. Some people think that it's a missing child of the Jacobs. Oh. Because you know in the family photo there's three boys? Nate, Aaron, and someone else. But we don't know who that someone else is. We don't know if it's the older brother or the younger brother. But people, there's theories that people think that the younger brother is Ash. Is the mom? Like, okay, but who are the parents? Like, I can't be the Jacobs. I mean, there's no resemblance with Nate and his older brother. Like, it'd have to be probably, like, Nate's dad having an affair or Nate's mom mom having an affair. Yeah, probably the mom, I would guess. And then, like, the dad probably paid her to take the child away or something. Yeah, something happened. But there's just a theory. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know too much on that theory. Yeah, I mean, it's just, like, stuff that I heard over on, like, TikTok and stuff like that. We'll have to see where they go with it. <laughs> um, But, yeah, they're just missing a child, and I think it's funny. Um... Some people say it's Elliot, actually. Cause like, who's Elliot's Elliot? Brother or no, Elliot, in general. But Elliot's what? Like, cause they're existing in the same time period, Sarah. Yeah, but he's yeah. younger. Isn't Nate like a senior and they're like junior? Wait, like that Elliot's? Oh, I thought you were saying that Elliot is ashtray. <laughs> And I was like, yo, Ashtray just died, no, so he's not uh, getting older, Sarah. No, it's the, the missing Oh, but, like, yeah, the missing Jacobs. brother. Yeah, I I feel like Elliot's been kind of a mystery because he just appeared and no one knows, like, why, why he's there, where he came from. Like, he's yeah. really just there to, like, be part of the thruple. And, like, we don't know nothing about him. Like, we don't know his parents. We don't know his family. All we know is, like, that one room that he's in. His room. And that obviously. he plays guitar and has face tattoos in high school. And sings, yes. Speaking of which, I think they just put him in here so he can do that song at the end. So everyone's not always blasting that season one song, the Still Don't Know My Name <laughs> song. But that got annoying. Even then. That got really okay, I annoying. Love the soundtrack <laughs> to Euphoria, though. The soundtrack to Euphoria is so, like, you listen to that. And you feel like you're in a movie, you know? Like, it gives, like, big main character vibes whenever, like, you're playing that in your car. (laughs) Especially the season one finale song with Zendaya singing. I really enjoyed that. And she even sang part of the season two finale song. Mm -hmm. But then, um, I just don't understand why they had to add the whole Elliot song for, like, what, four minutes, three minutes? We basically got the whole song, and then at the end, he's like, It's not oh, done yet. It's still, not done yet. Still yeah. working on it. We're still working on it. Like, we should have gotten, like, way more answers during that part, but no, we had to listen to that whole song. And I, I, I'm i not complaining. It's a song. Yeah, it's a great like, song. It just felt out of place. It felt pushed. Mm-hmm. Just so we can promote his music, probably. Whose idea was it? To give him the Apple logo 
He did. As a face no, that's tattoo. A real tattoo. That's a real no. Yeah, yeah. Look it up. Look it up. I'll do it right nah. His name is like Dominic Fike, and he has real songs. It's a you know on TikTok. I know the ones where it's like three little birds. That's sat on a window. That's not him. <laughs> that's like that's real. Like all those face tattoos are real. Watch him have that tattoo and own like a Samsung. <laughs> did you did you That'd notice be such a power move? Did you notice in his song when he was singing, he would like close his eyes and he has X's on his eyelids? Yeah, they're like red. I know. It's I like, kind of vibed with it though. But <laughs> it's so painful. Ouch. Yeah, I can only imagine the pain. Dude, that must that. have hurt. Yeah. He must be really into Apple to get a tattoo on his face like that. Like, you know he's an Apple user, like, very against Android. This dude is an Apple pod. Maybe he's sponsored. He's just, just, yeah, product placement. Mm-hmm. Very subtle product placement. Apple puts their logo on everything. Well, now people are going to be, like, walking around with more Apple face tattoos and just free advertisement. <laughs> but actually, him and uh, Hunter Schaefer are dating. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Ah. It's so random, but I can tell because they kind of pushed their characters to be together in the show. Okay, well, if Hunter's boyfriend gets to be there, give me Zendaya's boyfriend. Put Tom Holland in, please. He was. <laughs> he was. No. He was. Hey, now. I know it's not realistic, but we've got, I can dream. <laughs> we've gotten a lot of Tom Holland, and yeah. yeah. In the past two months. He is Sony's boy now. Uncharted, Spider Man. He was in he was in the episode in Lexi's play episode because he was in the audience and for like two seconds. One split second. Let's see. Just uh to go on a little tangent about like Tom Holland though, I love him and Zendaya together and that like they're pushing the boundaries for what Hollywood couples look like like it's finally giving us tall girls like a chance like to be like hey no he doesn't need to be like 6'5 just to like you know I just mm, I could rant all day about that (laughs) yes short kings this podcast is officially sponsored by short kings (laughs) yes it is killing it and she can't find it. No, but like I see him, but then Oh, apparently there's a scene where Cassie's like on the stage and she's doing her rant and then it shows the audience and then you see Nate and Cassie in the audience. And it's like how is she watching herself on the play? Like we didn't see it before, but I've seen it on like Twitter and stuff. Oh, like... cuz she's she's watching herself. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know how they were, like, seeing themselves in, in the characters? That's some random guy. What are you no, talking uh, about? <laughs> that's Tom Holland. No, that is not Tom Holland. I have Holland. no idea. I have no idea. That is not Tom Holland. Well. If anything, that's his brother. <laughs> but that is not, that is not Tom Holland. They got a Tom Holland lookalike for Euphoria. <laughs> Just to start some shit. Because I know he was on set. He was on set hanging out with Zendaya. And obviously, um, he was, they were together so long ago that he was on set for Casey Undercover with her. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, that's That's insane. so long ago. I know. 
That dude was like Billy Elliot when that was going on. <laughs> He's not that young. Mm. Okay, Breed. <laughs> He's what? 23? Yes. <laughs> Thank you. But, I don't know, that seems a little excessive. This episode is so chaotic. <laughs> it is. Definitely it's going everywhere. Rails a little bit. Back to Cassie. Um... Like, I, I do wish they'd played Nate in the hospital more. And then, like, they also set it up multiple times. Like, okay, in the trailers and everything, they made it look like some big car accident was going to happen. And it's just Fez. Yeah. And so, like, every time, like, I see anyone driving, like, the numerous times Cal was driving drunk, I was like, all right, here's my big, like, car crash scene that's going to happen. And, like, okay, I honestly, because you know how Cal was driving drunk at the same time that, like, Rue, Elliot, and Jules were driving. Mm-hmm. I thought they were just gonna straight up collide. Not gonna lie, like yeah. I thought that's where it was going next, but I was wrong. But I don't know. The trailers for the season were a little misleading when it came to that. But yeah, I agree. I mean, I like that too. I don't want. I hate when I go see movies or shows, and it's like you feel like you've seen it because you've seen the trailer. <laughs> um, and it really complicates things. Yeah. Especially with a lot of movies, too. Like, they'll cut out certain things to make it look good than it actually is. And I don't want to say examples because I feel like I'll get very... Bashed. (laughs) Bashed, yeah. But, like, there's some movies that I've seen the trailer to and the trailer looks so good. And then you watch the movie and it's like, that was bad. Oh, my gosh. What trailer was it? There was one trailer that, like spoils the whole whole movie i want to say it was like dog's way home because like you see the dog come home and you're like okay cool so the dog does make it so all that anticipation is gone and like i it it was a long time ago i saw that trailer so i could be wrong but that's what i remember when i saw it (laughs) but back to euphoria our high school of sex drugs and glitter (laughs) Oh yeah, they're oh have you seen the memes where it's like when you forget that you work at Euphoria High and then it's like these like science <laughs> teachers in like normal clothes and then they come out wearing like scandalous dresses and stuff. Why aren't you in uniform? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. That's so that's, funny. That's man. excessive though. It's funny. <laughs> it's funny. It's like imagine but going it's, to high school and like you see someone and they're wearing like heels and like a skin tight dress and you're like where are the normal people in that when high school when i woke school? up for high school like it was so early i could barely put clothes on I like i was i was almost showing up in my pajamas every day yeah like i you know i just grabbed the first thing i could you know like a pair of pants and like yeah, a jacket. usually i was running late like but the way that cassie was waking up like four in the morning yeah four in the morning just to like curl her hair and stuff i was like wow that is some dedication like that was yeah i don't think that was realistic <laughs> i think oh. i think cassie gives cancers a bad rep you know if we're gonna, oh, we're gonna talk about zodiac signs uh-huh, i mean because uh-huh. i'm a cancer and so that's i can't <laughs> no up for no i mean like no, it makes sense. cassie I see the resemblance. hey <laughs> ouch well i'm a libra i think maddie's a libra so they say so you're violent and crazy and i'm not and you're maddie 
Is Maddie a Libra? Um, I think it's Jules. Anyways, I could see a lot of my, a lot of myself, my past selves, in uh, Cassie. You know that. You know, um, I don't know. I mean, fashion has been always big part of my life and stuff, and. You know, I didn't always do it for me until the end of high school, until like senior year. But like, I could relate to that getting up early, trying to make a hairstyle work, trying to do something work. And although I never did it to please, you know, one person, I did do it because I was self-conscious, you know. When's your birthday? My birthday is July 14th. You're a cancer. Ah uh, yeah, me and uh, Fez. Yeah. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Give me my back Capricorn. at it again Capricorn. with our shenanigans. I'm Jules, actually. I, I, I. One of my favorite parts of this episode was when Fez was on the phone with um Cassie's sister, and do you guys remember when they were talking about like social media? Oh gosh. I don't think these are like realistic though. I think it's just like which zodiac sign is like which character. It's like one of those BuzzFeed quizzes. Sorry. In the background, we're looking at um, BuzzFeed for like which you, for your character, are you based off of your zodiac sign? And I think I have some problems with that BuzzFeed. Like there's there's some inaccuracies here. Uh, but that's a whole nother thing. <laughs> back yeah. to Euphoria. But. Going back to, do you guys remember when Liz and Fez were on the phone and they were talking about social media? Lexi. I'm starting Mm. to lose names. There's so many. Um, (laughs) (laughs) At least you Um, messed up like mouse for half the episode. Yeah. (laughs) Anyways, though, um, they were talking about social media. And like Fez was like, "Uh, you know, I don't want to know. I don't want to know the mystery, you know. And I was like, dang, that's such a good line. And it is so... I... Fez speaks facts. Fez was just so... For sure. You know. He's he's chill, but, like, he's so centered with his wisdom. down to earth. And, like... He's an old man. I don't know. It was cool to see. I I really admired him for that. And I was like, I wish I could speak like that. You know? The most... I say some really dumb shit, but, like... Fez is out here sounding like Yoda, you know. Um, yeah, he's really cool. Lexi and him were really cute. I liked when they did the song together. They were just sitting on the couch singing the song. Yeah. Um, Stand by me. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it would have been really cool, because I've read this somewhere. I thought it would have been really cool if they took the the play in that song... I need a hero and matched it so we were getting scenes from the play and then also getting scenes from Fez and what was happening with him with the song playing in the background. I feel like that would have been a really cool thing to see and like how that was like the duality. You know, you have like this fun thing and then like something awful is happening but you have this lighthearted fun song and it's like, wait. Like Umbrella (laughs) Academy where they're like super violent but like playing like the happiest song possible behind yeah. it i just like that and like in guardians of the galaxy the first song they're fighting and what is it Mr. he's just Blue jamming Sky. yeah yeah no 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 it's it was the best. 
No, the the scene in Guardians where he's like, "Come and get your love." Yes, that's and the one. That's the one. When he's trying to get the power stone, it's no, so good. No, that's the first movie. I'm talking about the second one. Oh, the second oh, one. Yeah, yeah. Mister Blue Sky. Yeah, Mister Blue Sky. <laughs> I love those movies. Yeah. But anyway. So Euphoria, any thoughts for you? <laughs> you know. I like it. I like the shows like that. I like the drama. Um, I'm really upset, though. It's like Rick and Morty. They're taking forever to film. Yeah. We're not going to get the next season for another two years, which sucks. But by the time that comes out, I'm sure we could just binge watch the first two seasons Mm -hmm. and then watch that. But, like, still, like, why why does it have to take so long? (laughs) Yeah, and, like, I see... There's a lot of, like, controversy right now with, like, the set times running so, like, ridiculously long for the actors. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, you guys are going to take, like, two years, but also, like, keep your actors for, like, 18 hours at a time? Like, jeez. 30 by the time they wrap the series up. Well, this... Well, like, Maddie already is. This isn't... Yeah, the actress who plays Maddie, I want to say, is, like, 30-something. Like, look it up. Yeah. This isn't, like, a series that you want to rush, though. And, like, those scenes really hit emotionally that they probably take takes among takes to capture. And you have to to be in the right mental mindset to really capture... um, Geez, she's 31. Oh, my God. Um, (laughs) See? (laughs) But... You know, you have to be, especially, like, I, the most I ever did was, like, high school theater, and, you know, I thought I'd do more, but, like, I know, even in some aspects, acting sometimes is right place, right time, right emotion, where, you know, you have to feel a certain way or be reminiscent of a certain memory to really bring forth that character's emotion for the scene. Um, So, I'd rather take their time with it and wait to get something great and unexpected third season then get something that's you know mediocre and you know a waste of potentially a good third season we're looking at the ages of all the characters yeah just to put something into perspective like the actress for maddie was in elementary school like while all the other actors were born yeah, so she's 31. Everyone else is, like, 24, 23, 25, and she's 31. Like, I don't know how she found the Fountain of Youth, but she did it. <laughs> Her name's not Rose. That is scary, though, because she looks <laughs> she, looks she looks younger than me. I'm 20. Poor girl probably gets, like, ID'd in every bar she goes to, like, for the next 50 years. <laughs> But to play a high schooler when you're 31, that's... It's impressive, for sure. Wow. Yeah, definitely just... I want to know her skincare routine. Like, how she keep her face like that, though? Material girl. (laughs) This is getting out of hand. It's late. (laughs) It is very late. It's like 11-something, so you can hear that we're all, like, losing our minds. We're losing it in the car. Yeah, we're in the car again because... Library announcements are a thing. 
And um, we don't have the space to do it yet. Yet. Coming soon. Like, a lot of things. A lot of things coming soon, which is going to be really fun and exciting. We're going to possibly start a streaming channel, a Twitch, um, behind the screens, hopefully, and do video games there and play video games. And if you're looking for vengeance, um, tune in for next week when we do the Batman. Um, yeah. Uh, new, new special guests like me coming up. Ooh. Yeah, we're going to have <laughs> another special guest. He's really excited about it. He's going to talk his ear off. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm going to set up a thing on Anchor. So if you listen through the Anchor app, there should be a... Um, questionnaire at the end that's going to ask you what we should do for our next uh, upcoming podcast episodes yeah I mean we're trying different things right now we're trying to keep it recent and fluent as possible um, to all our listeners out there we really appreciate you guys and yeah for the all all seven of you that listen <laughs> or try to listen some some of our uh, fans, <laughs> they don't listen to some certain episodes. But that's okay. Shout out to Brian. <laughs> oh, he's already he already got shouted out from last episode. Just this is our um, weekly Brian shout out for this episode. <laughs> he won't listen to this. But, <laughs> but yeah, know. thank you guys for having me. It was very mm-hmm. exciting. First podcast. Woo. Yeah, first podcast. Just solo without Colby. Yeah. It, it was kind of weird, but, you know, different people are going to be in and out, so. It makes it makes it for a good good episode, but we'll always be here, you know. I'll be here. Brayden will be here. Someone that you're familiar with will be here with a special guest, so. Just a different takeover every week. <laughs> <laughs> this week, Lindsay, talk about yourself. My podcast now. I'm cutting out ah, all our parts. No. <laughs> but um, yeah, maybe even a YouTube channel that we can record and you can see our faces. Ooh, that's scary. That's a big step. I'm ready. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm excited to play video games though. Yeah, that'll be cool. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we get more fans, viewers, <laughs> before then. We need to stop. I'm cutting this. <laughs> okay. We can launch a merch shop. No. Yes, we okay. can. Tune in next episode. It's going to be Batman. Hopefully you guys have all seen it before then. Um, I hope you like this episode. I'm sure we have way more to talk about. Euphoria. There's a lot going on. Every character has something new. So, um, yeah. Bye. Adios.